Welcome to TA1, everything you want to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, here with a extra special blossom. No, that's not what we have. No, we have a two-parter this week with um, Tom Lucas of Tiki Tour, winners of God Zone, and Eric Sanders from AMK, not winners of God Zone, but they actually did really well, um, just maybe not quite as good as they wanted to. Anyway, we'll let Eric explain that. So, um, lots going on, so I won't make this too long, other than to say, if you missed uh, Paulette's presentation last Friday, you missed a good show. And a little uh, bit of an intro, we played her film and Q&A afterwards, and people were really excited about it. So I will put a link in the show notes to her film of uh, running the Pyrenees 866 kilometers in 16 days. Um, 266 started and 81 finished. So we'll show that. Um the only other thing is my friend uh, Andre Karpov uh, asked me to give a shout-out for their race in April, the uh, Ozark Navigation Challenge, April 15th. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, too. So if you are in that area looking for something fun to do instead of uh, paying your taxes, that would be a good day for it. So. That should be enough of it. Uh, let's get going. This is a couple of really fun episodes. Yeah, one episode with two fun interviews. So that's it. Go fast. Take chances. Thanks for listening and be nice. Hello, Tom speaking. Hey, Tom. It's Randy Erickson. Hi there. Sorry about yesterday. Not a problem. There was a few other things going on, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, I thought I was answering your call, but it was another <laughs> another media output, actually. So, so you're getting uh, uh, yeah. getting good at this media thing, huh? No, it's not my cup of tea at all, actually. No, oh, well, rest assured, because like I'm not real media, so <laughs> I, I I put the yeah. F in professional. So, nice one. Yep. So, um, okay. Well, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. And secondly, in the words of Butch Casty, who are those guys? <laughs> yeah, we like to fly under the radar. Yeah. We've done that successfully until now, I guess. Yeah, now you've got a little bit of a profile, don't you? Well, I wouldn't say that much, but we're certainly not unknowns anymore, I guess. That's true. So, um yep. Tell me a little bit about the team. Who's who? Okay, who are you and um, who are your teammates? And then we'll we'll go from there. Yeah, well, uh, I've raced um, five God Zones now with Mike Kelly, who's a, a mate of mine here in Queenstown. We sort of started off uh, doing coast to coast, like most Kiwis, and then uh, when God Zone came on the scene, we thought we should come out of retirement because we'd already retired from the coast. We thought we were getting a bit old and slow. And we'd give God's own a crack. So that's where the team started. 
Um, about three years ago, we got my brother on board. He'd just come back from playing rugby professionally over in Europe. So it was a big change of scene for him, but yeah. um, I knew he'd be good from running around the hills with me when we were kids. And then Fletcher, we've raced with twice now, and she's a real superstar from Wanaka, and yeah, she's a real asset to the team. Yeah. So it's very interesting, you know, obviously here in America, we we don't know all of you guys, but yeah, you, I don't think you were on anybody's radar before it started, but you're not, you're not beginners by any stretch. <laughs> no, we've been racing God's own now since the first one, so we've gathered a bit of experience, and this year we decided that we probably have got a chance, so let's race seriously and see how well we can do. Yeah. So, so it was a real mindset change for us, I guess. Yeah. What What kind of results did you have in your first four races? Uh, so we've always sort of been around fifth, sixth, got third a couple of years ago. Um, last year was a real disappointment. We ended up seventh, so that sort of fired us up for this year. So. So you're right up there. So like, you're good in New Zealand. So that means you're 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 world class. <laughs> well, we might find out in August, mightn't we? Yeah, that's what I hear. That's kind of exciting. In fact, I actually just talked to Mark uh, a couple hours ago, and I I yeah. been doing a little. Uh, we talk for like ten minutes every once in a while and put them at the beginning of the podcast just so people know what's going on. So. Um, he yeah. kind of talked about about what they're doing for you and stuff, so we don't we got that covered. But so yeah. you can, you know you're you're here in the race, you're pretty good. What was what was your strategy? Our strategy was just to really push hard right from the outset. I guess in past years we've sort of tried to hold back a bit and just get through the race. Mm-hmm. This year we, we really wanted to race aggressive so we just went out hard and we were just going to follow Chris but we just went too hard and got ourselves in the front and just tried to stay there really. Yeah. So it's kind of like that go big, win or blow up. Is that were you, were you prepared yeah, for that? Yeah, prepared to like go as hard as you could and if you blew up you, it's just what happened. Basically, we wanted to put it all out there, so if we did blow up, that was it. But, yeah. yeah. We, um, we've we raced enough now. I think we know our limits, so we're hoping we wouldn't blow ourselves to pieces. Hmm. So if you guys... We didn't. Yeah. Have you raced anywhere else other than God's Zone, or is it just kind of like train for that all year and go for uh, it? This year, for the first time, my brother and I did go overseas so we did race in the um x trail in china okay and we also went to the world champs in um shoalhaven xpd yeah so see this so that is, gave us a bit of confidence yeah as well yeah this is what i find so interesting i see i'm thinking i'm i'm, I'm watching this and seeing this team and it's like you know who are these bunch of rookies? And then, and now I'm finding out, no, 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 no. <laughs> you guys are like really experienced, really know what you're doing. So uh, it's like another, like how many teams are there in New Zealand that, that we, 
that the rest of the world doesn't know about. <laughs> yeah, I'd say there's a fair few of them. Yeah. It's expensive for us to get overseas and race, you see, so there's a lot of teams that don't make that make that jump. But yeah. They're probably good enough to. Yeah. So... Um, you guys good paddlers? Did you? Is that kind of where you you know started out hard on the paddle? Walk me th- walk me through your race a little bit. Oh, we were like I said, we were going to start hard, but basically just try and stick with the islands. Mm-hmm. But um, the local knowledge helped us pick off the first CP pretty quickly, and then we got ourselves out in front. And yeah, we sort of started thinking, okay, well, let's just put them under a bit of pressure and see what happens yeah. and we just keep going yeah so you you and your brother grew up in the mountains there was it i mean how how big of how much did that help you oh it's definitely an advantage being being locals hmm. yeah and it's not just the local knowledge it's also the local support just pushes you on i had the family following it most of the tas and kids out there it was great fun so yeah. But, um, yeah, George and I grew up in the hills here, so we know them pretty well. But it's been a long time, really. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. How, we were teenagers. Yeah. So when you knew the race yeah. was going to be there, did you guys go spend more time in, in the hills and just wander around, or you just do your regular training? No, just do our regular training. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's all pretty handy here, and... Yeah, that's that's cool. So, did Warren take you anywhere that you've never been? <laughs> yeah, I've never been right out through that last trek. Um, we'd done a little bit of the halfway bay side of it, but nothing right out the back there. Yeah. And then just little things like close to town. Actually, there were a lot of mountain bike tracks and things that I didn't know existed. <laughs> Well, yeah, sometimes... There's things we tracks everywhere yeah. these days. So, um, looking at the course, you guys actually never really left the lake. I mean, you did, but it's it looked really interesting to me because you were doing kind of like loops and stuff, but from, wa- from watching it, from dot watching and stuff, it looked like you were yeah. just in the middle of nowhere. But you really didn't. Your, your square your square mileage wasn't that big of a course. So how did no, he, it was, how it did was, you do that? <laughs> yeah, he, it was quite unusual for a god's own course because of that. He sort of took us up and shot over a river and then back down it, and then we just looped around the lake. So I think it was pretty smart on their behalf because it probably kept their logistics really easy, mm-hmm. but. Like you say, we were still very much out in the backcountry and in the rugged wilderness. So it was, they did really well, I think. Yeah, it's interesting when you can get that far out. I was talking with um, Richard Cresser from Quest AR, and and what I got from him is the course was way, way, way more technical than it looked from what we saw of uh, you know from videos and photos and stuff, which admittedly are hard to show, you know. Just exactly yeah. how hard it is, but were you surprised by the how technical it was, or did you know it was going to be like that? They gave us they gave us a lot of warnings, so we knew it was going to be pretty <laughs> steep and pretty technical. Um, 
And because we're locals, we know that it's steep and technical here. Mm-hmm. It's just, you can't really avoid it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like, like at home here. If you're going to go out, you're going to go up and down all day. That's all there is to it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, um, was it kind of a, a, I don't know exactly how to put this, but a, put your head down and just keep moving as opposed to a real speed course? Or, or do you think it was fast? Uh, it was pretty fast, actually, because mm-hmm. with day one having that dark zone at the end of it, um, we all raced really fast on day one, got some, managed to bank some sleep, and then it was a bit like a stage race because we all started again together on the river in the morning, and mm-hmm. so day two was really quick as well. Yeah, so... And yeah. then it was just sort of holding on to the finish. Yeah. So what, um, what was the low... P- low point for you guys during the race if there was one well there's got to be a low point just depends on how low it is right yeah we're we're not a fan of paddling in our team so coming back down the lake was uh tough work we uh not a fan of paddling yeah i thought everybody in new zealand liked paddling Oh, we can all paddle, but it doesn't mean we like it. Ah, there you go. See, I like to um, yeah, yeah. see how many cliches I can get into a episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. when you guys are, you know, young, you and your brother, and you're out in the woods, were, were you just out having fun, or were you guys were you doing sports when you were younger? Or no, we were actually. Um, we grew up on a great big high country sheep and beef station. So we were out mustering stock from the hills. Mm-hmm. So we're pretty good at finding stock tracks and getting around the hillside so. as a result. Yeah, so you really had that um, uh, real world knowledge of how it works in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, in, yeah. Yep. so you did, you started with Coast to Coast. Is that just something that every everybody in New Zealand has to do once? <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's very much one of those bucket list items. It certainly was for me. Yeah. A lot of my friends, so. Yeah, and then just yeah. kind of, you just kind of keep going from there, or is it was that, I mean, I've talked to a few people, well, not that, okay, I haven't talked to people, but I've heard there are people that like, yeah, they do coast to coast once and then, that's it, but you must have got hooked a little bit. Yeah, I, I did sort of four or five, I think, before I decided I was never going to be fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, um, I, did you... When did, when did you think that maybe you would be able to hold on and, and win this race? Uh, I guess we really started to believe after the great big mountain bike stage, the 110K, we thought they might have ridden us down and caught us there. And when they didn't, we thought, okay, we're moving okay. Obviously, we've we've got enough speed here that we should be able to hold on. So is that more, does that put a lot of pressure on you? Or did you, is is it pressure that you enjoyed or... Not so much. Oh no, it was it was good pressure. 
Like, it was nice to have them sort of in sight. See, we, you had tabs on where they were and how we were tracking and whether they were gaining or we were gaining. So it was it was nice. Yeah. How much? Um, well, obviously, towards the end, you're 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 racing another team, but at the start, were you were you racing the teams or were you racing the course, and then turn into a race against other teams? Yeah, like you say, probably racing the course, just trying to get through as quick as we could. Um, we had an idea that we'd be able to bank quite a bit of sleep if we got through day one quickly. Mm-hmm. So that was our own, just to get as much sleep yeah. as we could and then uh, get up and start racing hard again the next day. So. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So, you know, we kind of joked at the beginning, but how much, I mean, I've seen a lot of, it looks like you've been doing a lot of media. How much have you been doing? Uh, a lot more than I've ever done before. <laughs> Yeah. Which not, doesn't mean a lot, but yeah, no, we've had a reasonable amount of interest, I guess, like you think, because we're unknowns. Yeah, well, yeah. okay, but why not now? Um, are you known well enough now that if you walk downtown, people say hi? Uh, yeah, there's a fair bit of that going on, actually. I'm here at my son's cricket, and there's been a fair few people shaking their hand and stuff. So, it's kind of fun, isn't it? It's a change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it. I think it is. I like. I like being this very minor part of a very minor sport, but and then kind of enjoy it when people say hi and know who you are. So it's cool. Yeah, no, there's a nice side to that. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't suppose you probably really know the answer yet. But are you guys kind of? Obviously, you're thinking about coming to Wyoming for the for World Championships, but you're gonna. Take your time to decide? No, we had a bit of a catch-up, um, not last night, but the night before, and I think the team's pretty keen to try and make it work, so we're going to work towards that. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I always say great, because okay. get, I'll get to meet you in real in real life, which is always one of the best parts for me. So, yeah. But, uh, oh, well, let's hope we can pull it off then. Yep. Yeah. We'll get there. So, well... We're not looking forward to training in the winter, though. That <laughs> well, that's that true. Yeah, yeah. So what? Yeah. What does? What is your winter like there? Me being the uh, person uh, that doesn't understand how this all works, but so what? What do you, I mean? What's your weather like for winter? It varies from season to season, but okay. we are a ski resort down here, so obviously you're gonna get some it's snow. Pretty cold. <laughs> yeah. We'll get some snow. Yeah. No. So we do get some nice clear days as well, you know, frosty, cold days, which yeah. so, are nice to get out of. So, yeah. so, well, that's kind of cool. I'm going to let you get back to the cricket match. See, I think I got that right. But I, but I've got one question yeah, yeah. that I just started. <clears throat> excuse me, that I just started doing, and I'm finding it very interesting. So, this is this is a bucket list question. So if you you got one more adventure race in you, you only get to do one more, you pick your three teammates you want to race with, and you can't have raced with them before. So. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> That's putting me on the spot. I know. <laughs> see, the, see, I've been able to ask this a couple of times, and nobody's heard the question because I'll record a f- I'm, you know, getting a few episodes yeah. here. So 
in a, in a few weeks, people will have time to think about it. But I, I'm just I'm very curious. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, you're so, on the yeah, spot. I probably haven't, <laughs> yeah, I probably haven't got a bucket list race, though, to be honest. Um, okay, well, who would your I'm teammates think be? Of anyone. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even sure of that, <laughs> to be honest. Okay. I, I'm, yeah, I'm make pretty happy with our team. <laughs> well, I know, see, that's why I put that in there, because otherwise everybody would, you'd have to pick your own team, but, so... Yeah, yeah. Okay, you think about it. When you get to Wyoming, I'm going to ask you. You can hit me up again. Yeah, yeah. so you've got, uh, literally you have 160 days to decide because I'm doing, I'm yeah, putting I'm, up videos every 10 days or little things, so today is 160, yeah. well, when we're recording this, 160 days, so. Yeah. All right. It doesn't sound like long, actually. No, it doesn't, so. No. Um, so is your son team son's team winning? Uh, they're just doing uh, warm up drills at the moment. Okay, so is he is he on a good team? Yeah, I think they are unbeaten at the moment, so he's pretty heavy. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. well, it sounds like a good way to uh, recover from your effort. It is. Yep. So, all right. Well, we'll let you get back to the game, and I actually, I got a dog that wants to go for a hike, so that's where I'm going to go. Are you? You enjoy that. Yeah, okay. I do. Thanks for chatting. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, bye. Bye. Welcome to a tropical hideaway, you lucky people, you. If we were a the show starting right away, we'd be the audience too. All together in the tiki 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 room, in the tiki 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 room. All the birds sing words and the flowers croon, in the tiki 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 room. I sing so beautiful, I should sing solo. See, so low we can't hear you. My voice may not be so marvelous, but my profile is out of this world. Jawohl, but the trouble is, it's not far enough out of this world. Isn't that right, Herr Schmidt? <laughs> I see, Schmidt has no hair. Me amigo, stop the clucking. You sound like a bunch of old hands. There's a lot of birds waiting to go on. For instance, the boys in the back are coming cause. Because of their clucking. No, because they're macaws And a fine feathered friend is a jolly toucan And two can sound better than one toucan can The bird of paradise is an elegant bird It likes to be seen and it loves to be heard Most little birdies will fly away But the tiki room birds are here every day In the tiki 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 room In the tiki 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 room All the birds sing work and the flowers croon In the tiki 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 room Our show is delightful, we hope you'll agree We hope that it fills you with pleasure and glee Because if we don't make you feel like that We're gonna wipe
wind up on the lady's hat. In the tiki 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 room, in the tiki 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 room, all the birds sing work and the flowers croon. In the tiki 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 room, all magnificent production is yet to come. Toast from the guitar and beat the drum. We've been a hit and we know you adore us. So come on and join us in another chorus. In the tiki 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 room. I hear I hear movement. Yeah, hey Randy. Hey. You there? I I'm here. Cool. I I love it. Oh, we're three minutes early. I love it. <laughs> Mapping off and off. Yeah. Um, how you been? Uh, I've been good. Just uh, getting some active recovery in after Worlds. And, yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a whirlwind last week. I got back on Sunday night and then had to fly out to uh, New Hampshire like two days later. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a whirlwind, and uh, but yeah, took took it pretty easy this weekend. Just kind of low key, so it's been nice. Yeah, yeah, low key probably only like six hours a day, right? Right. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. So. You know, nothing, nothing too extreme. Just going up a couple of mountains here and there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we all understand how you you are in your low key and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it was pretty legitimate, low-key. I just, like, went swimming and did a sauna earlier today, so pretty chill for sure. Well, well, it's good. You deserve it. You guys you guys have been going hard for, you know, what, three months, four months since before Worlds. Kind of, yeah. Really a whirlwind for you because Worlds wasn't last minute, but it was sort of last minute. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of joining on with a new team that I hadn't raced with, you know, that much at least. I'd done a few races with AMK leading up to Worlds, but yeah, I mean, Worlds was definitely my longest race with them at the time, and yeah, you know, I didn't know how it was was necessarily going to go, and yeah. I don't think they did necessarily either, you know. I knew they were a really strong team, and I was hoping I could uh, kind of step up to the plate, so, but yeah, so it was a bit of a... It's been, yeah, pretty full on last couple months, you know, just AR stuff and recovery and training and all that for the last couple Yeah, months. and holidays and real world and yeah, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Managing work and, yeah, family. and like, I mean, I don't have any family other than I don't have, like, a wife or anything like that. But, yeah. yeah. So, so um, I think let's um, – so you've had two big races with AMK, one that went really good, one not quite so good. What what do you think the difference between the two were? Um, yeah, there's a I mean, there's a pretty big difference between, you know, I think how we went into both of the races. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, World Championships last year. Uh, that was our focus, I mean, I didn't join on with AMK until, like, halfway through the year or even later on, like, pretty late on in the year, maybe even, I don't know, September, October even, to, like, fully committing to do Worlds with them. 
Um, but so yeah, there's like there's a pretty big difference as far as I'm concerned of you know how we went into both the races. Like world mm-hmm. championships in Australia last year was our focus race for AMK, and you know no matter what team I'm on, like I know world championships is a, is the biggest race of the year for for uh, you know American. Yeah. Team. Um, so we went into that race training super hard and, um, you know, b- the build up to that race, I, I've never really worked with a coach and stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, I started working with Travis Macy, um, and mm-hmm. he was great. Um, so that was like, you know, for me, that was pretty huge. I think just kind of stepping up my training and, um, just like, yeah, all that mm-hmm. mentally too, like kind of building up to that race. So like I was so I'm making sure I was firing on on all cylinders for that and um I think just as far as the mentality for the team like we were all kind of on the same page for that race yeah. you know mm-hmm. knowing what our goal was and knowing um how we wanted to do and like what we needed to do to do that yeah um so I think you know as far as the worlds goes our mentality was definitely different kind of going into it. And uh, for God's own, um, you know, that was something we really didn't even figure out we were going to do, I think, until maybe December, end of December. Yeah, so, Um, like, yeah, like six or eight, six, seven weeks beforehand. Yeah, and even then we were still, like, you know, a little reluctant. Like, I was kind of thrown off guard because I didn't think we were – after Worlds, I was, we had kind of talked about our schedule a little bit, and God Zone wasn't even kind of on the radar at all. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, things just happened to work out, and like we decided we were going to do God Zone. And I think, you know, quite a few of us, I mean, Marion wasn't really fully on board until pretty late getting onto the God Zone train and the. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, like, for me, I was kind of in winter mode here in Colorado, like, skiing and trying to do some ice climbing and, you know, just winter stuff. It's a little bit, generally, it's a little bit more lower-key training season for me. I just kind of do whatever for fun Yeah. I try to stay fit, but nothing, like, AR-focused. Um, so, yeah, training for God Zone, you know, it took a little bit of, I had kind of had to pump myself up to like get ready for it and to like kind of get psyched up to train. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit different, you know, and I think it was the same for everybody, even, you know, Rob and Mary and Kyle, I think would say the same thing. They kind of had to try and psych themselves up maybe a little more than they normally would to train this early on, especially after a long, like hard year last year, you know, um, I didn't have the full year they did, but, you know, they were going super hard all year last year as well as me. And um, I think, yeah, we kind of had to psych ourselves up to train, you know, maybe a little more than we normally would for this, just since it's kind of our off season. Yeah, yeah, um, makes sense. And, yeah, and our mentality going into it was like, I think it was more of a, you know, we had a great race in the world. Like, let's see kind of where this can go and what we can do. From this, instead of like, you know, going into it with a defined strategy and like 
defined um, uh, you know goal in mind per se. Like it's racing in New Zealand is is you know it's really hard for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean Kiwis are super strong athletes, and I think the other thing about God Zone is is um. But for I think a lot of the Kiwi athletes, like God Zone, is the biggest race of the year. Yeah. And they attack, you know, God Zone with like. <laughs> it's it's the New Zealand but, World Championships. Oh, for sure. For them, it's World Championships. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, so they attack, you know, God Zone course with just relentless, you know, force. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a lot of teams attack World Championships, and uh, you know, it's just kind of interesting, and I, it's really cool. It's like. I mean, I love racing in New Zealand, racing against that kind of competition. So, yeah, it's like when we decided to do God's Own, I was pretty excited. But at the same time, I was, you know, a little nervous and, you know, trying to trying to get a, a good training base in in the winter here is at least for paddling. Like paddling specifically, it's kind of hard and yeah, um, all that. But there's definitely like a difference in mentality kind of going into worlds versus this god's own race yeah so um sounds to me like well let me ask you so given all that were you guys satisfied with your performance um no i mean yeah not by any means like i mean it's not but but was it maybe yeah what's that maybe was it where you where you should have been considering the training and your mindset? Um, I mean, I hope not. Like, okay. I think we were all going into it, you know, you know, we weren't, we didn't go to the race planning to, to, you know, just be top 10 or yeah, even just to be top five. Like we went to the race, you know, legitimately trying to, um, you know, potentially win and, you know, mm-hmm podium um so yeah i mean we're not i think it's all kind of it's definitely kind of taken a, a blow to us a little bit just okay. mentality we're all trying to just brush it off a little bit and you know i don't think it's it's not a bad result by any means but no for for us i think we've all tried to we're trying to you know focus on the positives and um just move on and understand that it's not our a race like God's Own was never our A race for the year, and we all knew that. Yeah. But at the same time, God's Own is a very competitive race. So. Yeah. What um, what what are you able to bring away from that in a, in a positive mode? Because I think you, that's what you have to look at it, right? Is a learning experience, and what can you know, what what's how's it going to help you uh, 150 days from now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things you can take away from from a race. You know, no matter how you do, no matter if you win or you lose, and um, there's always takeaways um, from a race. Um, and you know, you do. At least for me, I do a race to push myself and to push my my body and to see how far I can go and to see, you know, what what a t- we can do as a team. Um, but yeah, there's still takeaways, and um, we can we t- we're you know, been talking about from the race and, uh, at least, you know, one of them in particular, you know, it's, I've been kind of thinking about, you know, what, um, what we take away from this experience and, um, you know, what we, 
learn from it and all that the last like couple weeks and uh I think our, our first takeaway is just that you know maybe choosing races uh particularly it's like a that's pretty important you know what races you choose to do every year and mm-hmm. how you expect to do how you want to do and how you think you'll actually do kind of being realistic on you know the race and the course and all that like every race has a different like, you know, God's own is probably a 180 degree difference than Expedition Guarani that happened in Paraguay. Yeah. So, um, for me, I think God's own was less about us, like for us going there. For me, I knew that it had the potential to happen, something like this to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I saw it, kind of going into the race, was is Racing in New Zealand and racing at God's Own is next to World Championships. It's the most competitive race in the world. Yeah. Um, and so you can't really beat that as far as competition go and to push you and to push your team to become better. Um, so I think, you know, I think it did that. You know, I think it's going to continue to do that. It's going to continue to push us to keep growing and to keep getting better and to keep improving versus maybe doing a race here in the U.S. and, you know, obviously doing, you know, generally we do really well in the races in the U.S. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think racing against high-caliber teams more and more often is actually better than just doing a, a regular race and winning or, you know, doing really well yeah. all the time. So I think this, in the end, will actually become – you know, a big motivating factor and it'll help us to keep pushing and to keep improving. So, well, that, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, elevate, elevate your game competing against those. Not, that's not to say there aren't any good, you know, a lot of good teams in the U S but you're also not going to find a four or five, six day race here for a while. (laughs) It's a lot more difficult to find, you know, really competitive races like, you know, God's own caliber in the U.S. Yeah. You know, you look at probably, I guess I haven't looked at, you know, exactly, but there's at least four teams who have world champions on the team at God's own. And they, yeah. you know, you look at Yeelands, Torpedo 7, Sword Fox, um, they all have world champions on the team. And then, I don't know, I'm not 100% sure about Tiki Tour, but, you know, yeah. they're obviously super strong multi-sport athletes and, you know, yeah. In general, well, like, yeah. Well, quite honestly, this is going to be the second part of my episode with Tiki Tour, and you start, you know, I'm talking to him, and, and I'm like, "Who are these guys?" And then you re- you hear their uh, Palmares and their resume and stuff, and it's like, "Oh, these these guys are really good." Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, new, only in New Zealand can a team that nobody's ever heard of. You know, win, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, they've done, I think, well at the past God Zones as well. But um, Yeah, I think they were third last year, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, you know, I, I think this isn't like a, any kind of a statistic per se, you know, that I've researched. But, like, you know, I think placing, you know, in the top ten in God Zone is, is um almost like being, you know, top five around the podium in any other World Series race. Like, 
that's just kind of the competition level that's at God Zone. Yeah, I I think yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll say yes, even though we don't know any facts. But it sure feels that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You look at just the athletes that are on the teams in the top top seven. Like you know, a lot of them have done well in other World Series races and and races. Maybe if they haven't raced in you know races outside the country, they've done well at previous God Zone editions or mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah. it's definitely you know a stacked field. So you go into a God Zone race, you got to know that you got to bring your A game and you make a mistake and you're going to suffer the consequences. Yeah, exactly. So did you guys, I mean, how was your race? Was it just, did, was it just, you know, you had a B game and that's what you had for the race or, or did you really like make mistakes or, which I don't see happening, but, um, you know, what do you think? How are you prepared? I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it very well. <laughs> Duh, right? <laughs> I mean, you're kind of just asking how how we, how the race. Yeah, I mean, how was your race? I mean, did you make mistakes or were you just not quite fast enough this time? Um, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a little bit tricky, but yeah, I mean, we did make a few mistakes mm-hmm. and whether... You know, there were no, – I don't think any of them were race-ending mistakes, but in a way we kind of blew it blew it up to be a little bit more than I think we should. We And th- this is a case of maybe we should have raced our own race instead of getting wrapped up in how other teams were doing. Yeah. You know, I think the first day – so the first day I think was actually where it really kind of – it kind of set the uh, tone for how our race was going to go, and we never really – let it go and by the time we were before we really realized it it was already too late to try and react so um like the first day so the first day you know we started off that first it was like a seven hour multi-sport like kind of like xterra triathlon almost you Mm -hmm. know um super fast pace high intensity i mean the whole first day was just like you know, just balls to the wall, Yeah. you know, yeah. all out. You know, you're wondering how you're going to do that for the next three days straight. <laughs> um, and, you know, we got behind early on and, you know, we had – Kyle was kind of hurting a bit and, you know, we started to dis- distribute packs and stuff like that to keep our pace, you know, at a decent decent level to try to minimize our, our loss there. Mm-hmm. And – uh I think, yeah, I think pretty early on in the race, we just kind of let it let it get to our heads. You know, we mm-hmm. we started to started to to believe the um, the whole myth of of racing in in New Zealand like pretty early on, and I think we let it get to us too, like yeah, far too early, and we kind of got set in a pace and didn't really want to fight back to like get back into the game and um i think we we just lost our competitiveness um yeah fairly early on and you know we made a a nav decision because of you know our situation we were in we decided i think i don't know i didn't look at the tracker fully but we might have been the only team to go around the mountain um which oh cecil no oh 
this was our very early on, like the first uh, track. Okay. So I think we might have been the only team to do that. And I think in the end it lost us some time. I don't know what it was. I didn't really go back and look at how much time we lost on that. But I, we did lose time on taking this route option. And part of that was because we, because our, our teammate was hurting. And, you know, we thought maybe it would be better to try to do a little bit longer distance and gain less elevation gain. Mm-hmm. So it was we were looking at like 5k longer at just a rough rough look and then it would have been maybe another 500 meters or so elevation gain going the other way that we wouldn't have to do taking the longer distance route. Yeah. Yeah, um, so. so yeah, I mean that didn't end up working out for us and a few you know a few other like minor things and yeah. we just let let it get to our head a little early I think and um, yeah, we ended up making the dark zone. We got in, I don't know, around like 4.30 in the morning, so we actually were able to get a, a small amount of sleep, which we actually weren't planning on getting, which is another interesting kind of point. Like, yeah. there were some top teams that got, I don't know, like four, maybe four hours of sleep, maybe a little more. And so I think that got to our heads a little bit. Um, but, you know, we were trying to – I was trying to psych team up a little bit and saying, hey, it's kind of a new race. Everybody starts at 6.45. You know, no big deal. Like, yeah. we're back in. Back in it doesn't really matter what time they got in at. You know, obviously they got sleep benefit, so it does kind of play into it a little bit. But, um, you know, you got to try to look at the positives – um, yeah, we started out the second day and on the ca- the canoes, and I mean already right there, I just didn't think we just I just didn't feel like we had a a real competitiveness to us. Hmm. So I mean maybe that was just me, but it didn't seem like like it was there even on the start of the second day. Um, hmm. But yeah, we definitely made a few few nav errors and. You know, yeah. lower. Yeah, but lower. but there was nothing. Yeah, so it sounds to me like there was nothing big. It was just a little, you know, yeah, a little mental thing. You know, maybe a couple of percent not as fit, but that's all it takes is is those little things when it's that competitive. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah. we were still actually on all the fast estimates for the whole first day. Like we were still beating beating fast estimates from the race director. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we weren't going slow by any means. Yeah. We were still actually, you know, based on fast estimates, you would get to the dark zone right when it opens. Um, yeah. So we were actually, yeah, we were actually moving pretty well, you know, the first day considering all, like, the, you know, the minor little things that I think we let get to our head. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah. you know, we weren't, we had a, we're going fine, but yeah. Yeah. So I think to me, I mean, it's interesting because you know, you know already in your guys' head that it was in your head. So, um, you know, maybe if it's a race you're pointing for a little more, it would have been easy to get out of that, that mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think at Worlds, you know, that could have easily happened to us. The same thing could have easily gone 
could have happened to us there because, you know, we there were a few teams that caught us from behind us. and But at Worlds, we, I, we just had a different kind of a – we'd had a different mindset about it all, I think. And, and God's own, you know, none of us was really our focus race. And, like, yeah. I just don't think we had that same fire about, you know, winning or doing well at, at the race. Yeah. So – uh, here's I hate these questions, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Knowing what you know now, do you think you guys should have not gone, or do you think that the experience was still worth it? Um, no, I'm not like I'm not going to say we shouldn't have gone. Like yeah. I think in the end, it'll end up being a good experience for us. You know. Yeah. You know, racing. You know, it's. We knew going into God's Own it, it was one of the most competitive races and that, you know, that yeah. you got to bring your A game and stuff. So it's like, yeah. I think it'll be, I don't regret going there at all. Like, the race was amazing, amazing yeah. experience. Like, for me, racing is, and I think for most athletes, like, nobody's making a ton of money off adventure racing. So it's, it's yeah, all about it <laughs> as, your, you know, yourself. Yeah. So. Like God's own race was the course was pretty amazing and uh, yeah we saw some awesome terrain and yeah. like even though the course you know might have been a little bit more of a locals favorite going you know because we never really got too far away from Queenstown mm-hmm. like I thought that idea was pretty cool just like circumnavigating the lake and kind of doing some other things like to me that's a super pretty aesthetic line doing something like that. Yeah, it looked cool. I mean, it's kind of funny. You were, yeah, like you never were very far away from anything, but it sure looked like you were out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you hadn't known, you know, you were only, you just left Queenstown and going up Mount Crichton, like you could have been, yeah, way out in the backcountry. You know, it's like that place is it's pretty unreal. It was, the terrain was just amazing. Well, that's cool. So, um, we obviously we know what your big race of the year is. What do you guys got scheduled between now and and Cowboy Tough? Um, so we're debating going to China. Hmm. Um, we haven't really figured out exactly what. Well, we might do a stage race over there, um, or we might do the AR World Series China race. Okay. Um, we haven't figured out exactly which one we're going to do and then um what else we're going to be looking into a few races here in um you know in the u.s doing uh probably for sure doing the never summer yeah 24-hour race like that'd be a good tune-up for worlds i think yeah um and then yeah i mean there's like the ogre there's nomad there's um yeah, a few so others some, around. Yeah. Um, yeah, but for sure, yeah, some race in China, whether it's a stage race or the Air World Series race, will probably be our next one. Okay. And uh, well, I was gonna say, you gonna you going to win that one or training? But that's a dumb question. So because you're always you're gonna go to win, even if you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we just had a 25 minute conversation about that, so I re- I withdraw the question. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, we don't race to not win. Yeah. So, but how much fun is it to like go to 
a really cool place and um you know do as best you can even if you don't win it's i mean it's you're still like you're in china you're in new zealand so it doesn't totally suck right no i mean that's <laughs> like the reason i do adventure races is because it's i enjoy you know pushing myself out there and you know kind of these extreme environments and like you know the mountains and you see some just unbelievable terrain you know with your friends and you get to like share that experience you know ultra running you may might get to some of those same places but you're there by yourself or Mm -hmm. you know i think adventure racing is cool just because you get to be out there with you know three of your three of your buddies and you know you can be you're down the road and just be only really you got you only you three have that same experience so yeah well that's yeah that's true because even with all those other teams, their experiences are different from you. So that is, that's got to kind of help with team building. Just those little things that you get to see or do or experience during a race that sure. nobody else in the world does. That's interesting. You know, I never thought of it like that. Right. Nobody else heard Kyle singing um, renditions of Christmas songs going down from uh, that last track. And we're very happy that we didn't. <laughs> Remixing yeah. Christmas carols. Yeah, Kyle and I, it was a pretty good time. Yeah. See, there's always a good time to be had, so. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so you're training just a little active stuff. You're going to try and get to do some winter stuff now? Yeah, yeah, I got a big race actually coming up in um, about two weeks. Uh, Schemo the, race? Yeah, it's called the Grand Traverse. Okay, yeah, I know the race. Yeah, it goes from uh, Crested Butte to Aspen. It's like a 40-mile ski race. So, don't you have to team up with somebody? Yep. Who are you yep. skiing with? Yeah, I've got a buddy here in Golden, actually. He's a, he's a big um, climber, multi-sport athlete. His name is Jason Anton. Hmm. Um, yeah, he's, hmm. he's going to be a good teammate. I think he'll be – he's super, pretty hardcore. He's going up to um, – his big, his big training goal for the year is uh, – Cassine Ridge on Denali. Mm. Okay. That's a big goal. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. He's a good guy, and we get out and train together every once in a while here. So, yeah, pretty stoked about that, though. So I'm trying to – got a little bit of Achilles tendonitis after God's own. um, So I'm trying to get that healed up and so I can be ready to go on the Grand Traverse. Well, it sounds like fun. So, um Thanks for the chat. Thanks for the update. You know, nosy people, or I mean, choosy people want to know. Nosy people want to know. Right. I, yeah. I, it, it's, I mean, people really do like, you know, they want to know, you know, what happened, how you did, why it was like that. Now, hopefully they get an idea. So, yeah, thank I mean, you very much. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to like, I'm not a person to make excuses or anything like that. So, like, you know, I can't really make any excuses about our race. You know, we we, yeah. we just didn't have well, the greatest race, and, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes, so. Yeah, I mean, if you guys did everything you can, that's everything you can do, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll still be out there fighting at the next race, so, you know, you live and you learn, and uh, you move on, so that's the way it goes. So, but, yeah, yeah, we had a good time over there. So, yeah, it's um, hard not to have a good time in New Zealand. Yeah, oh, yeah, and big shout-out to... um 
bikeaholic bike shop in New Zealand, uh, in Queenstown. They, like, I found a crack in my. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Here in um, Colorado, like, a couple of days before I was supposed to get on the plane, so I started uh, scrambling, trying to figure out what I was going to do, if I was going to borrow a bike here in, in Colorado, or maybe just rent one over there. And mm-hmm. yeah, it turned out Bikeaholic like, hooked me up. So if you're ever in Queenstown, go go hit them up and, uh, you know, show them some love. Well, uh, We'll put a link in the show notes. Obviously, well, hopefully they have a website, so we'll give them a little love in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, they have a website, so I can send it to you if you need. Let me know. Yeah, yeah, do that. Just make sure I don't get bikeaholics too the wrong one. <laughs> right. So, so, all right, cool. Guess what? In about thirty minutes, I get to talk to New Zealand again. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So one of. Um, one of the teams that's going to Primal Quest, so we're okay. going to chat tonight. So. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Eric. It's fun. Yeah, thanks, Randy. Appreciate it. Okay. All right. We'll uh, talk to you probably later this year, and then we'll see you where we see you. Yep. Yep. We'll see you where we see you, Randy, hopefully soon. Right. Thanks. Thank you. Yep. All right. Night. Bye. and losers Turn the pages of my life We're beggars and choosers With all the struggles and the strife I got no reason to turn my head and look the other way We're good and we're evil
Everything falls there The lies and the truth Will be out of 